Imposter syndrome can be crippling, both mentally and emotionally. It can drain your energy and attention and cause you to fall short of the performance you know you're capable of, thus feeding a cycle of self-doubt. I've been reading a lot about imposter syndrome and mental thought traps lately, and I'll tell you what, I felt seen. What resonated with me is that I often have been there, and I still am, and I have some of these crippling thoughts. Who am I? I'm Shannon Tipton owner of Learning Rebels, where we strategically fix training that's broken and develop workplace learning that delivers desired business results. I hope you can connect with this Learning Rebel solo, so away we go. Now, this psychological phenomenon involves an overwhelming fear of being exposed as a fraud. Despite evidence of competence and achievement on your part, And if that weren't enough, our minds are also filled with thinking traps. These cognitive distortions can lead us to form inaccurate perceptions about ourselves and about the world around us. Now, I've been reading a lot about thought traps lately, and I came across this article by Harvard Business Review, How High Achievers Overcome Their Anxiety. And what resonated with me is that I have often been there and had and still have some of these crippling thoughts. I mean, I read this article and I felt seen. In this article, there are 11 identified traps and I could relate to them all in some way. However, there were three that resonated the most. Three traps to rule them all. The first trap was all-or-nothing thinking. Now, all-or-nothing thinking is a tendency to view things as black or white. If a situation falls short of perfection in your eyes, for example, you might see that as a total failure. Now, let's consider the Learning Rebels community. It took me way longer than it should have to get that community up and running. Why? Because I wanted it to be perfect not the best that I could give or the best that I could create, just the best. I was bogged down with the idea that people expected perfection. Now, in my heart, I knew that my audience did not expect perfection. I knew that wasn't true, but my brain was on a completely different path. And I often encourage others to think about progress rather than perfection. However, it's very difficult for me to eat my own dog food and accept the truth of progression. The ghosts of all-or-nothing thinking projects fill my Google files, the partially completed courses, the half-written blog posts, the barely-begun tools and templates reflect not a lack of effort on my part, but rather a stringent and inflexible approach, wherein everything short perfection just seemed to be a recipe for disaster. And my audience deserves more. My mental health deserves more. I am learning to understand and overcome the destructive power of 
all or nothing thinking and embrace my own advice and that sometimes good is good enough and progress over perfection is okay. The second thinking trap, all about rumination. This involves obsessive, repetitive thoughts about negative events in the past, problems we're having in the present, or even ones that we anticipate in the future. And I saw that and I thought, is this author in my head? For me, I see this trap as the companion piece to the all or nothing thinking. I can be obsessive about my perceived failures. In past lives, I've been known to ruminate repeatedly about a poor speaker review, Twitter comments that are rude or uncaring, or creating anxiety-filled moments thinking about a comment that I made. Did someone take it the wrong way? Why did I say it this way rather than that way? And here's the thing about rumination. I compare it to running on a treadmill. We're moving a lot. Our feet are moving, but we're not getting anywhere. It's different from providing yourself with helpful thinking because rumination doesn't give you fresh ideas or even provide you with strategies to tackle a problem. It's just going over the same old stuff, stuck in a loop of negativity over and over again, most likely sitting on the couch, watching Judge Judy with a full can of Pringles. That's me. Now, as the author stated, Future-focused rumination may feel good. If you're worried about a tough task, maybe you'll work harder at it. Or if you're fretting about a bad outcome, maybe then you'll do your best to avoid it. But it doesn't work that way. Obsessing will almost always leave you languishing in a pattern of inaction. So true. And I think that there is something to be said about positive self-talk giving yourself a pep talk, being your own cheerleader, you know, cheering yourself on, not just spinning your words, but actually believing it. When you do this, you essentially rewire your brain to allow your future self to believe in your own capabilities, the possibilities of the future, and the ability that you have to create successful moments. This admittedly is difficult for me. It's much easier to believe the negative. And I'm trying to be more mindful of my internal dialogue. And when I sense the negative speak taking over, I try to go outside, play with the dogs, enjoy some nature, you know, break up the negative thoughts with positive action. Now, the last thinking trap is all about social comparison. Comparing yourself is particularly dangerous, especially when it results in fatalistic self-assessments. He'll always have higher sales than I do. She'll always have more followers. How is she earning all of this money doing that? The result is unhealthy competition and levels up the anxiety moments in your brain, which stymie collaboration and collective performance. Well, I read that. And this thought trap in particular about did me in. The mirror of social comparison has in the past reflected a distorted image back to me. As I navigate my career, especially after starting Learning Rebels, it was as though someone else's successes and achievements served as a yardstick for my own worth. 
I see people online who have taken an idea that I had ages ago and ran with it. Now, admittedly, some of those ideas were stolen and others were serendipitous, but that's not the point. The point is that I knew my idea was better, but they were implementing it more successfully. They were implementing it faster. So then the question starts to build. Is there room for me? Is there room for my thoughts, for my ideas? Do people really want to hear from me? Do they really want to see my work? Why should I even try to compete? It's an endless cycle. And every aspect of life and business then became a battleground for comparison. I was trapped in a never-ending game of measuring my own self-worth against the perceived successes of others, a game that will really and ultimately leave me feeling inadequate and depressed. This cognitive thinking trap of social comparison was my constant companion, and if I'm being brutally honest with myself, it still has its moments. So what can we do? Well, after hearing this, you may think that I'm in desperate need of puppy therapy, and that's understandable. However, I share these thoughts with you, not only to help banish them from my own mind, but to help those out there who may be struggling with the same thing. And let's call it out. Social media platforms have not helped. Within the L&D industry, many seem to think that they sit high above the Lord over all that is learning. Heaven forbid you have the temerity to ask a simple question that may go against their thoughts or philosophies regarding workplace learning. You'll be treated with condescension and you'll be patronized or worse, be ganged up on. I've seen it. This is what keeps people in the hamster wheel of thought traps. So I tell you this, you are not alone. I am here with you. In fact, imposter syndrome or the prevalence of thought traps is attributed more to high-performing women. Therefore, if you are a person who identifies as a woman, I also encourage you to read the following HBR article, Stop Telling Women They Have Imposter Syndrome by Ann Barry. Now, the author of the article that we're talking about today with this Learning Rebel solo is discussing useful tips to combat these thought traps. The reoccurring theme tells us that to gain success with the traps is self-acceptance. Recognizing our natural cognitive tendencies, be they imposter syndrome or other various thinking traps, is the first step towards freeing the mind. So rather than resisting these mental patterns or viewing them as personal shortcomings, we can approach them with a sense of self-acceptance and compassion. Acknowledge that thought traps are something that everyone has at some point or another, and they do not reflect on your own worth or capability. I don't think that we can ever banish the thoughts that lurk in the back of our heads but we can guide our minds towards healthier thinking patterns. So I hope that this Learning Rebel solo helps you. And as I have said before on the Learning Rebels coffee chat, 
we have to have patience with ourselves and we have to have grace with ourselves as we progress. We're going to make these mistakes. We're going to fall into these mental traps, but know that you can dig yourself out. Just give yourself the patience and grace to do so. But I think the author said it more thoughtfully. Practice self-compassion. As the psychology professor Kristen Neff has shown, replacing self-judgment with self-kindness can greatly reduce anxiety. And if you approach yourself more positively, you'll feel better, you'll think more clearly, and you'll escape the mental thought traps. So I encourage us all to practice a bit of self-compassion. And while you're practicing that self-compassion, be sure to go on over to learningrebels.com and check out the events page and sign up for future chats or learn something new events. And don't forget to check out the Learning Rebels community where you have an opportunity to build your knowledge, connect with other cool L&D professionals who experience the same stories and share the same issues that you do every day. Thank you all for listening. And I hope you found my solo thoughts helpful and inspiring. If you have questions about the story I shared today and you want to share your own experiences, find me on LinkedIn or Instagram. I'd love to hear your story. So until next time, stay curious, be rebellious, and take over the world. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. For more content like this, or to begin your own podcasting journey, head on over to obsidian-productions.com.